This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, October 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Pelosi, don't want to delay stimulus. Some perspective on farm subsidies and farmers to vote bank accounts. Now, here's a programming note. AgriPulse editor Sarah Wyatt is hosting a free one-hour webinar October the 29th from noon to 1 Eastern to discuss the importance of export markets for the pork industry. Featured speakers include USDA Undersecretary Ted McKinney, pork producer Jan Archer, and Iowa State economist Dermot Hayes. You can learn more at AgriPulse.com. Pelosi wants another term. It's all but certain at this point that Congress won't pass a big new stimulus bill before the election. But a deal in the lame duck session appears a possibility. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi yesterday suggested she opposes waiting until next year when Democrats could have control of the White House and the Senate. When she was asked on CNN State of the Union whether she would delay a stimulus deal if Democrats win the Senate, she said, We want to do it as soon as possible. I thought the president did too, and that was part of the leverage that each side had that we both wanted an agreement. Senate GOP Whip John Thune of South Dakota told reporters on Friday he's optimistic about passing a bill in the lame duck, saying... Once the dust settles and the smoke clears from the election, that we'll be in a better posture for legislating. I'm hoping that everyone can get out of their corners and find a solution, he said. Take note, Democrats are heavily favored to retain control of the House, and Pelosi also told CNN she plans to seek another two-year term as Speaker. World ag subsidies total more than $700 billion a year. The U.S. is providing farmers billions of dollars in subsidies, but so are countries around the world. And the total is a whopping $708 billion annually in recent years. That according to a new report released by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. The U.S. is much criticized internationally for its farm subsidies. The Trump administration paid out $28 billion over the past two years just to help farmers weather trade wars and as much as $30 billion for two rounds of the coronavirus food assistance program. But other countries, including South Korea, Japan, and China, pay even more when measured as a percentage of overall farm revenues, according to the Washington International Trade Association. Farmers are especially vulnerable to disastrous events beyond their control, said WITA. But poorer countries complain that global subsidies, quote, disproportionately disadvantage their small producers whose own governments can't provide the same support, leaving them unable to compete with the heavily subsidized farms of richer countries. Conservation rules likely not finalized until next year. The USDA on Friday released a final rule for the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, but new rules for the Agriculture Conservation Easement Program and the Regional Conservation Partnership Program likely will not be finalized until early next year. We had hoped to have them by November and December. 
they are still in the clearance process, and that does take a little while. That Natural Resources Conservation Acting Chief Kevin Norton speaking with AgriPulse. He says COVID-19 response efforts took precedence over the rules because the agency can still implement the programs without them being finalized. ASEP hopes applicants enhance wetlands, grasslands, working farms, and ranches through conservation easement, RCPP funds, conservation projects involving partnerships with organizations, universities, and other entities. Former Solicitor General makes case for Roundup. Monsanto contends a scientific expert's testimony in a Roundup cancer case should never have been considered by a federal court. In arguments Friday before the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, former Solicitor General Seth Waxman said pathologist Dennis Weinberger's testimony didn't pass the Supreme Court's test for admissibility of expert testimony a point that resonated with at least one of the three judges on the panel. Circuit Judge Ryan Nelson said he was concerned, quote, about whether the Ninth Circuit has departed from other circuits on the issue and whether that needs to be corrected. David Wool, the lawyer for Edwin Hardiman, whose initial $80 million verdict for exposure to Roundup has been reduced to about $25 million, said Weisberger's testimony would pass the test in any circuit court. Lawsuit targets approval of new fungicide. Two advocacy groups charge in a new lawsuit that EPA did not examine the impacts of a newly approved fungicide on endangered species. The Center for Biological Diversity and Center for Food Safety say EPA failed to consult with federal wildlife agencies before approving Empirfluxum for use on corn, soybeans, sugar beets, and other crops, despite EPA's own finding that the chemical is very highly toxic to fish, including endangered salmon and steelhead. The case was filed in the Ninth Circuit. In proposing registration, EPA said Empirfluxum adds a new mode of action against key fungal pests that can cause high yield losses to soybeans and sugar beet crops. It's also likely to play a role in fungicide resistance management on those crops. On other crops like apples, corn, peanuts, and rice, Empirfluxum appears to be comparable to currently available alternative fungicides. USA Rice reaches out to potential new markets. The USA Rice Federation is not waiting for the COVID-19 pandemic to go away before it strengthens ties with potential new customers around the world, especially in areas where the presence of U.S. rice is the scarcest. That's why it's holding a series of webinars aimed at foreign buyers in China, the U.K., European Union, and Latin America on local time to better market with the U.S. grain that depends heavily on exports. Technically, Britain is still part of the EU, but that won't be the case for much longer, and U.K. continues to negotiate a trade pact with the U.S., Ted McKinney, USDA's Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs, will be speaking tomorrow on a webinar for China. Here's today's He Said It. 
I'm betting the farmers will vote their bank accounts and not the big picture. That Jim Doc Moore, a Democratic National Convention delegate from northwest Nebraska. By the big picture, Moore is referring to issues such as health care, infrastructure, and race relations. Moore tells AgriPulse he doesn't think Biden has addressed the farm economy sufficiently and, quote, has not effectively countered the fear many ag producers have of socialism. More and more farmers are borrowing against the equity in their land to keep afloat, he said. This can't go on forever, but costs continue to increase while revenues remain low. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, October 26th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.